a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. Coast, coast to coast. I am Brian. With me this week are my co-hosts Liz. Hello. And Matt. Hey, how's it going? So we are going to talk about uh, a different topic for the show, something we've never done before, which is to talk about Star Wars stuff. Um, Star Wars was the first sort of media property to go all in on uh, merchandising. There were so many toys and things when we were kids, and there's even more now. So... We're going to talk about some of our favorites in a minute, but Liz, what's sort of your, the first thing you remember owning that was a Star Wars thing? Well, I'm going to say maybe not the first thing I remember owning, but the most impressionable when I was a kid was I was, mm, I'm not really sure, I'm going to say about eight, seven or eight, and I had some teeth pulled. So it seemed terrible at the time, and my dad was at work, and he said he went to get me something, since I had some kind of surgery, what have you, teeth pulled, and he came back with the Bestman Freeze Chamber, and that is, it was like a mini one, they had those like miniature ones with like the tiny little metal toys, and that's Mm -hmm. one of the toys I remember the most, and I feel like my family talks about the most, we still have it in the basement, though it is missing some characters, Um, it does have Lobot, everyone's favorites um and it had the thing where you would lower metal han solo into the freeze chamber but you would load the carbonite han solo on the other side so you would lower him in twist the thing around and bring it back up carbonite han solo fancy yeah yeah so that's one that sort of we just wound up holding on to as well so uh yeah that's one of my most distinct star wars star wars toy memories i think the when I was a kid, I don't know if they were inherited toys, if they were my father's, but we had a bunch of the Kenner 3-inch, 3.5-inch figures. I had the Darth Vader um, storage box for them. It was a bust of Darth Vader that opened up and you just stuck them inside. And I had mostly secondary characters. Remember I had an Ewok. I had Bib Fortuna, uh, Lobot. And I hadn't seen the movies yet. That didn't come till much later. So had a very skewed perspective of who was <laughs> important. I remember I had the one Luke Skywalker figure with the little thing to stick the lightsaber into. Had no lightsabers. Didn't know until much later what that hole's actually for. Um, but those... <laughs> <laughs> no pun intended. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I don't. I they they. I remember them being there. They didn't come out when I was a kid, so obviously they'd come from somewhere. But I remember those existing, and that really being my first Star Wars stuff memory. So I have uh, a cousin. His name is Ian. He's seven years older than I am, and he was always like the arbiter of cool when I was younger. Anything Ian liked, I thought was cool, and he loved Star Wars as did I. So he had. The C-3PO carrying his. There was a 3PO and a Vader one. They were oh. they were they were the two options. He had a 3PO. His friend Rich had the Vader one, or vice versa. One of them. So I remember seeing both of those as a kid. And so I'm holding here. I have a little Imperial figure that I I found. My mom was cleaning at her house recently. But uh, the figure I remember the most is this job with the Hut figure actually here, which I have on the table. You listeners can't see it. Someone had paint had drew a smiley face on him at some point. <laughs> I don't know who did that, but uh, somebody did. It wasn't us. <laughs> no, no it wasn't not it, us. No. Uh, but you know, he's got some nice. Uh, 
some nice uh, tail wagging action there. And he came on like a little um, platform like he has in Return of the Jedi. But I loved these Kenner toys. And I had not a ton, but I had a fair amount of them. But I always mixed my my figures. Like I had superheroes that play with the Star Wars people. I, I didn't mind um, introducing, excuse me, new worlds together and all of that. Um, but I definitely played with Star Wars toys an awful lot as a kid. And then in the 90s, when right before the re-releases happened, Kenner did a whole new wave of Star Wars toys. And this cousin, Ian, had bought like every single one of them. And then at one point had so many, he had duplicates of most of them. So just like two years ago, I sold on eBay a box like a big, like a, a big box full of Star Wars toys. So I still had all of them in boxes. But yeah, so those are my earliest Star Wars toys memories. So we're gonna talk about three toys or three items that had to be a toy from when we were kids that we that we loved for Star Wars stuff. So Liz, why don't you start us off? What's one of your what's your first item you want to talk about? Oh man, I feel like I really uh, did everything in the freeze chamber here. One thing um, I distinctly remember is we had some '80s lightsabers, which in hindsight were pretty lame. They were plastic. Even the lightsaber part was just like this sort of clear plastic that would glow in the dark. So oh, we had pre-light some, up. yes, pre light up. So it just glowed in the dark. So my brother and I had some pretty fierce lightsaber battles in our basement with the lights off. Um, so that is what I'm thinking of the most right now. Besides that freeze chamber, mm-hmm. can't get off that freeze chamber. Yeah, I remember having some of those lightsabers, too. I had, I guess, the second generation of them, the ones that would light up, and then you'd hit them, and they'd make the noise, which I feel was maybe a downgrade. It would just encourage you to just hit as hard as possible. <laughs> so I, I remember after a while, they were like this telescoping plastic, and at the end, they'd just shoot out at the end because it'd be all bent up from... Yeah, combat. Eventually, we had those. I think when my youngest brother got older, they sort of like uh, mm-hmm. snaked back into the. Oh. Oh, see, Brian has one of the fancy dancy ones. Maybe you heard it in the background. Yeah. Do you do you use it to fight? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. The uh, what force FX is that the? My my brother is a friend who works for uh, Mattel Toys, so I got this as a birthday gift one year. It's the Obi-Wan edition. Oh, that's a good birthday gift. Yeah, it's a really great lightsaber. Wow. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I um I I guess one of the more poignant Star Wars things in my life was definitely the series of books. I actually have one here. The Essential Guides. Uh they were these kind of Handbooks for the expanded universe. There's one on the different planets, one on the different vehicles, one on the different characters. At this point, they are all completely outdated. Almost every fact in there has been rewritten or retconned. Characters just eliminated. Um, like it has things about like Slave Two, um, Zizor's ship, um, Death Star prototypes that we looked at a couple weeks ago, um, but. I when when I was in college I kind of moved away from nerddom so I had donated or sold or given to other uh, younger family members a lot of my Star Wars stuff but that's kind of the one thing that I still had I've now as an adult nerd reacquired most of the things that I had gotten rid of um, but those books to me 
were just cool because they're such a neat snapshot in time. And I remember spending just hours and hours and hours reading through and memorizing all the different technical readouts and the different ships and things like that. Um, the ship theme will continue through the rest of my stuff as well. Um, but those books still to me are really cool because they're this little like snapshot into the Star Wars universe that was, um, which as, as I've said before, pales in comparison to the Star Wars universe that is, I'm not longing for the extended universe. There's so much kind of garbage and weirdness in it. Um, but it still is neat to have that point in time. Uh, we should point out that the squeaking noise you might have heard before is my dog Buster playing with his Star Wars toy. It's a Chewbacca stuffed toy, so he is keeping it on brand for the podcast. Um, That's his vote. Yeah, his his vote is his, his Chewbacca stuffed toy. <laughs> I want to talk about this this little Darth Vader statue thing I have here. So it's it's not quite a statue; it's it's plastic of some kind. And uh, when I was in sixth grade, my family had taken a trip to um, Florida or sixth grade, fifth grade, somewhere in that ballpark. And we went to Disney World, and they had Star Tours there, which is the Star Wars ride that is still there and was actually updated. Have you done the new Star Tours? I have not, no. Unfortunately, due to my motion sickness, those rides – I mean, I did the original one, and then I wanted to barf, but I did it. But now – The new one, there are like 96 different variations on it. There are all these different worlds. You you visit two worlds per ride, and there's a ride that is led by C-3PO – one that is read by led by Podameron, and there may be a third option. So you get like different characters. So I was on Crate last time, which is the the salt planet from Last Jedi and all that. So anyway, but in the gift shop they had this Darth Vader, uh, like a statue. What would you guys call this? I guess it's a statue. It's I'd not call it a statue. It's it's a plastic Darth Vader, and so I got it, and it was like I think it's the last thing I bought as a kid that I felt any sort of like that magic kid attachment to. Like I really wanted this near me. Does that make sense? Like yes, the, the toys that you had that like you really really meant something to you. And like I remember on the ride back from Florida, like being in the car, we had a minivan. So like I had one row, my brother had the other row, and so in my row I was like sleeping and laying there, and this was like right next to me. And it, it was the last thing that I had. Like and it's funny because Darth Vader is an evil motherfucker, and like not a character that I particularly have a lot of affinity towards. Like I am much more an Obi Wan guy than I am anything else. But it's funny like this was the thing I got, and this definitely. It's like the last bit of childhood I associate with this. Um, same trip is also when I bought my first Star Wars novel, the first Thrawn novel. So it, it was an important Star Wars trip for me. Um, yeah, so that, that's my first item. Liz, what's your second item? Um, I think the second item, we also had uh, a case for all of our Star Wars figures when I was a kid growing up. And it seems like now that I think about it, my brother and I just shared a lot of the stuff. I don't remember a lot of arguing over. What was the age difference with you guys? Four years. Okay. So I don't remember a lot of arguing over the characters. So we had the... Um, C-3PO case. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I remember going through it and trying to organize it sometimes. I guess maybe that was the difference between me and my brother. I tried to organize okay. <laughs> it sometimes by character, sometimes by movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I feel like there were different ways in which maybe even one time just sort of by color maybe explains why I became a teacher. I'm not sure based on all of this organization. And then inevitably everything would get all messed up. Um, but yeah, I distinctly remember our Chewbacca. I remember I had a bunch of different Princess Leias from different movies. So there are always the different iterations of the different characters as well, which I enjoyed. And I, even now, we just that's still in the ba- my parents' basement. I think that's something we held on to with some of the figures. Uh, but over time, it seems like, which is the case maybe for a lot of people, 
over time we gave things away, uh-huh. donated them, and now the things we have, whenever we go through things, like, well, we have to save those. We have a whole big right. Tupperware thing of ships. We got some X-Wings, some TIE Fighters. I never had any ships. Looking back on it now. Really? I, maybe I had a Millennium Falcon. Maybe. Those were more of my brother's things. I feel like I was more into like the figures, mm-hmm. the freeze chamber, things like that. Um, but yeah, we have a whole big thing of ships. Um, yeah. I also had a ton of the ships. Those are mine kind of, I guess, next category of things. All the different. I did have, I only had one of the larger ships for the Kenner toys. I did have at least pieces of the Millennium Falcon. I remember (laughs) having parts of it, at least. I don't know if it ever was fully completed by the time (laughs) I had gotten it. So I'm not going to blame myself for that one. But um, yeah, I had that. Uh, But I had a ton of the micro machine ones Mm -hmm. um, with the little, I guess, two centimeter Mm -hmm. figures. Um, I had a bunch of the play sets, an Endor play set. I had a Hoth play set. I had a ton of the different ships. Um, Those are one of the big things I regretted giving away. Um, And I have at different times procured different ones. Um, But now I feel like a lot of that kind of feeds into my current day hobbies with the different ships um with the different games that i play uh but those things were just great i remember they had the battle damaged ones which to me were the coolest things ever i had the darth vader battle damaged ship um that had a little flight stands that i had a whole bookshelf with them on it um they had no sort of scale to one another i remember bothering me the Mm. the x-wing uh, the Darth Vader TIE Fighter and the Sandcrawler were all the same exact size and all the figures were all the same two centimeters but somehow were supposed to be in scale mm-hmm. but I guess that's more of a nitpicky type thing but that those were great I loved those um, as a kid I do more kind of model building than full ship buying now um, but still I think that sparked kind of this lifelong love of the vehicles of Star Wars. I always get excited in every trailer they when they unveil the new ship that they have. So They're like a character unto themselves in many yeah. ways. They're very distinctive. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there is just something fascinating about them that I love. Yeah. Uh, those Micro Machines things play an important role in my Star Wars fandom as well because when I was in middle school was when the um, special editions were coming out. And there was a girl in my English class who had like a micro machine set of them she would play with on her desk. And she was like a popular girl and she was very attractive. And I was like, girls can like Star Wars. And so this was like, you know, this was this is a big thing for me at the time. Uh, I actually have some of those as well. Uh, my mom just moved. So I, all this stuff is coming from like just uh, from stuff from that was in a, a big Tupperware thing in my childhood bedroom until like last month. So. <laughs> Uh, so my second thing is actually I mentioned it before is, is it's the early Star Wars novels I read the Thrawn trilogy by Timothy Zahn um, Matt and I have talked a lot about our mutual love of these books but it was the first time that I had read a Star Wars novel it was the first time that I thought like it was it was amazing to me to think oh these these stories can go on like when you're a kid I don't think you you make up your own stories when you're playing but it was weird to think of like oh someone's picking this up outside of the movies and doing their own thing with it and I really loved the world building of it. I loved all the different species and the new characters and especially checking in with the old characters. And uh, 
it was super fun. It was it was the first time that I had um, also ever experienced fan backlash, where like I talked to some of my friends who were Star Wars fans, and they're like, you know, they didn't like whatever decision that was. I don't remember what the decision was, but there was some sort of decision that was made in the books. They were like, they didn't like that. It was the first time like I don't. I don't count those as real stories. And it was the first like, oh, okay, so this can be divisive too. Not just like, I like this more than you like this, but like, I don't, I don't agree that this is actually a thing. And so I feel like that's, that's something very unique to like nerdy hobbies. I don't think baseball, I'm a huge baseball fan. I never hear baseball fans be like, RBIs are bullshit. Like, you know, <laughs> for the most part, like, you know, there are certain things that you can, uh, actually, I guess RBIs are relatively contentious in the same metric community, but oh God, I'm such a fucking nerd. And so many, in so many ways, I am such a nerd. But like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, it's very different for like a, uh, something like Star Wars or comics. People can argue about the validity of stories in a way that I don't think. I, and maybe maybe this is my ignorance. I don't think like people who watch soap operas are like, no, that's that doesn't feel like as the world turns to me. Like I don't think people have that conversation, but I don't know. Maybe they do. I'm impressing you the title of a soap opera. I I could do four or five oh, if you man. want. No, that's uh, one all, is good. All my children, General Hospital. Uh, um, uh, what is one Aaron used to watch? Passions. Oh. Um, Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I can, mm. I can go all day. All right, Liz. What what is your third childhood item? Um, I think, uh, what I'm going to think of in terms of item perhaps is when I was growing up, I used to love going outside to play with my friends. It seemed like a treat because healthy. Yeah. In in hindsight. Yeah. Um, I wish now it was just the most fun thing was just go right outside and play with my friends. So after I finished my chores, did all my homework, I go outside and play. And I, I was lucky when I grew up now that I think about it and that my neighborhood was filled with kids about my age. Yeah. I had my brother who was like four years younger than me next door. I had two brothers, one, um, two brothers that lived next door to us. That didn't make sense very well, did it? Um, one was my age. One was a few years younger. I had some girls that lived next door that were about our age and kids down the street. So we used to run around and play Star Wars. We had guns, which I guess, you know, now perhaps would not be what kids would be running around outside playing with, (laughs) but we had a lot of those. And I, that's one of my favorite memories really from childhood is just running around outside with my friends. And a lot of what we did at a certain point in time was play Star Wars, whether it was the same as the movies or not. We were different characters. I was going to say, were you always the same character or did you change it up? You know what? I, I don't remember. And I'm not sure we had always designated roles. Maybe we had a lightsaber and we were someone that didn't hold one. But to us at the time, it was fine. It made sense. We weren't strict purists, I guess, at the time. Not yet. That, that comes later. Yeah, yeah. that comes now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, let's see. My my third one, I used to have a couple of different Star Wars board game uh, items that I know came out from the new, the kind of re-release trilogy. Um, and they were all the most horrifically annoying sounding items that have ever been made. I had a Trivia Pursuit game, which was cool. It had really cool pewter sculpts. Um, for the different playing pieces and um, the trivia was really cool and the instead of rolling a d6 you had an r2d2 that you press the top of his head and he beeped for a solid two minutes oh. and then gave you one through six um, 
So I remember that distinctly. One of those things like you have it in your closet and then you move things the wrong way and it goes off and you're like, God damn it, R2. Um, and then I had also, I think it was called a WizKid. I don't, it was a handheld kind of trivia game, like a like a bar quiz type thing. And I had a couple. I had a sports one. I had a stars one that looked. I don't know if it looked like. It had some sort of sci-fi look to it, um, but again, it just horrific beeps that you'd have in your toy chest, and it would just start going off. Um, and then the worst of all, I had a. It was a memory matching game, um, kind of like a Husker do, but an electronic one where you it looked like a Millennium Falcon and it had the play field on it. You'd press the button and it would have a different quote from Star Wars or a sound um, like the R2 scream that used to be on the intro. Yeah. Um, and you would have to find memorize where the two were. And then when you got four in a row or something, you won. But I just remember hearing the same... 30 sound bites from star Wars just always. And as a kid, you get kind of numb to these sorts of things, but I just can't imagine the torture to my parents that these items oh, gave to them. Torture. Yeah. So they were just looking back. I was like, why did I enjoy these at all? Um, it was just terrible. This is not star Wars related, but when I was a kid, we had a speaking spit. Speaking spell. Speaking spell. Remember yeah, those? Yeah, I had one of those. Yeah. And ours was broken. And we go apostrophe, <laughs> apostrophe, apostrophe, apostrophe <laughs> for like for days. Just say the same fucking word over and over again. There, there was a speaking math too. I was it really? Oh, oh wow. yeah, man. Oh yeah. <laughs> a lot of my toys disappeared after a while when yeah, I was yeah, a kid. Oh, yeah, we have. We have judiciously removed certain toys from this house. Um, so <laughs> My yeah. strawberry shortcake record was a uh, one record that just magically oh, disappeared. Oh, really? Strawberry shortcake's <laughs> high voice that my dad did not like. I actually had a Star Wars book that had a record. Remember those things when you were kids, where like it would tell the story and you would turn the pages. Mm-hmm. Up. I had a Star Wars one. I think it was Return of the Jedi one. I wish I still had that. Yeah, I wish you did too. So many of those things I wish I, I wish I still had, yeah. but you know, like Matt said, at a certain point we we shake off the shackles of nerdum and then we come running right back. <laughs> yeah, there is there is. I'm in deeper than I ever was before. <laughs> so I, I, sometimes I feel like six year old Brian would be really proud of me, and sixteen year old Brian would be so embarrassed yeah. <laughs> of me. So I think about that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Do you really? Yeah, My, myself, not you. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no offense. No, 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 none taken. Um, yeah. So my last item is actually this came with a Star Wars toy I had. But so um, when they did the re-releases in the 90s, right before then they were doing all these new toys and they were sending certain ones had pieces of the actual film in them. So this is an actual piece of 70 millimeter Empire Strikes Back film uh, featuring one Princess Leia uh, talking to, I believe that's Han, in, um, in the Hoth station. And so, uh, passing around for the kids. but uh, And they made, like, I'm sure there are a million of those. It's not, like, the original prints or anything. But Empire has been my favorite Star Wars movie forever. And so to have a little piece of the film 
is is very cool to me. And as a kid, I thought I as a kid, I probably thought that was like the one, like the original print that I had. You know, the one that George Lucas edited by hand is the one that I had uh, in my in my bedroom. But it was the first bit of. Um, like fandom stuff that I felt like had some authenticity to it. Like, oh, this is this is not a toy. This is the real shit. You know that that kind of thing. Um, and so yeah, I I think it's uh, I I think it's I still I still think it's very cool actually. Uh, but yeah, I've had this for many many years, and uh, my mom almost threw it threw away once, and I was very upset about that. So <laughs> I'm glad I still have it here right now. Um, any other general like kid Star Wars? stuff I I think a lot of it's pretty similar for all of us but what were you going to say Liz? No I was just no. thinking what it, I was thinking of asking just what do you mean by general kid stuff? Like uh, not necessarily like a toy you had or like but was there like like now there are Star Wars backpacks and mm. lunch boxes I don't think I ever had any of that stuff necessarily Yeah no I feel like I didn't I don't know. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't. Yeah. I think there was probably some of that out there. Yeah, I assume there was, but I, I mean, things just weren't as accessible. Yeah, I, I, I remember my friends having stuff, but I never did. Um, I don't. I mean, bed sheets, maybe. I'm trying to remember. Those but, were a thing. Yeah, yeah, those were a thing. I don't know if I had any or if my friends had yeah. some. Yeah, I know we didn't. My parents yeah. are too practical. Yeah, I didn't I didn't grow up. Uh, I was thinking about this this morning that uh, you were talking about how you grew up in a very much Star Trek house. My family was not a sci-fi family. I think my dad's favorite sci-fi franchise was Tremors. Um, oh, so it wasn't that... <laughs> um, they were not necessarily the driving force of any of this. Um, so I didn't have that much growing up, um, but now it seems like in the stories you can't escape it. It's almost hard to get a backpack that isn't a Star Wars backpack <laughs> at this point. But yeah, I, I don't think I had anything. Maybe that's what I'm making up for now as an adult. <laughs> it does seem like back in the day it was just more toy oriented. Yeah. I'm sure there were other things, yeah. but now things are just so accessible and there's just yeah. everything of everything. So this this I, I brought up this Darth Vader mask slash helmet before, partially to scare my dog and partially <laughs> to show the guys. So this was um, my friend Dan who grew up down the street from me. Um, he had this when he was a kid, and I don't know why, but one day in like middle school, he was like, "Hey, do you want my Darth Vader mask?" And I was like, "Yes!" And so he just gave it to me. So it was like it was past the point of me probably playing with it. But it's it's moved with me everywhere I've ever gone. <laughs> I think I brought it to college one year with me because yeah. why wouldn't why you? Not? You know. And so um, yeah, I had the Darth Vader mask. But I feel like it was very rare to find things like I think that was hard to find at the time. Like that was not a uh, that was not a common item. Where I think if you walk into any Target today, you'll probably get five things just like that. Mm -hmm. So all right, let's take a break, and when we come back, we'll talk about some of our favorite Star Wars things from right now. Hello, we're the hosts of the Multiversity Manga Club podcast. I'm Emily. I'm Zach. And I'm Walter. Each month, we pick a manga to read and discuss among ourselves. Past books include Monster, A Silent Voice, and Pokemon Adventures. We also look back on the past month's installments of Weekly Shonen Jump, 
discussing the highs and lows from the Viz anthology. We've even discussed notable manga adaptations like Netflix's Death Note. At the end of each episode, we announce next month's book club pick so you can read along with us. We're always open to suggestions for future books as well. So join us on the first Friday of every month on MultiversityComics.com, Apple Podcasts, or your podcatcher of choice. So we're talking about Star Wars stuff now and the sort of ubiquity of it. And uh, so my kids, uh, one of my many fatherly jobs is to give them a bath now and then. They hate it very, very much. But we got Chewbacca soap. It's like it's like body wash has Chewbacca on it. And um, when um, when I give Amelia a bath or a shower, I when she's not looking, I press on and I go, I make a chewy noise. And she's like, it doesn't really make that noise. I try when you weren't home. And I'm like, you didn't do it right. Watch. And I, throw it I, I turn I try and like you know just do the chewy noise, and she she doesn't really believe. Me. I think she like she forty percent believes it actually does it, but you know I do it. But it, the point is like you can buy fucking Star Wars soap now, right? You can yeah. buy Star Wars everything. We are living in the golden age of being able to buy Star Wars stuff, and so although I don't think any of us uh, have an unreasonable amount of Star Wars stuff, I'm sure that we all have Star Wars stuff in our lives now. So. um Liz, what's one of your favorite sort of Star Wars items from today? I feel like now as an adult, I tend to buy some Star Wars related clothing, whether I have a few just straight up Star Wars t-shirts. I do also have a Star Wars cardigan, and I have a story Ah, involving one friend of mine named Eileen, who all of you know. (laughs) Um, Well, not listeners, but other podcasters here. Uh, some of the listeners know her. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. maybe all of them. Mutual <laughs> friends. Um, so anyway, I had purchased this cardigan, and it has two embroidered ad-ats on it to uh, walkers. So that was, you know, tasteful. Most of my students didn't really notice. Maybe one or two mentioned it. And I was standing one day in the hallway in between classes waiting for my class to walk in, just saying hi to all my students. And my good friend Eileen walks up to me and just looks right at my chest, and she's like, what are those robots? And then I just started <laughs> laughing. And so I have, I'm not sure I've worn it again, but every once in a while, running joke. What is that robot? No, oh, it's uh, it's still a running joke. Is yesterday in the car on our way to our cake tasting, we saw someone with a really inordinate amount of stickers on the back of their car, and some of them were you know at at walkers. She's like, oh look. Robots. And That's I was right. Like, oh, we're gonna make fun yeah. of you tomorrow about that. Don't worry, it's gonna it's, happen. It's a gift that keeps on giving. Uh, totally unrelated, but I think you both will appreciate this. I was in uh, the city a couple weeks ago, and a car drove by me that had a bumper sticker for every Democratic candidate running for president right now. I counted at the red light; there were twenty-two bumper <laughs> stickers. Me? Yes, oh <laughs> and everyone. I was like, that is dedication to a bit, man. Yeah. Wow. That's what I. I hope. That as they drop out, they just <laughs> X right over it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Man. That's fantastic. Ooh. Well, that's my thing. <laughs> um, I, in the whole idea that there are so many different Star Wars items, Star Wars merch nowadays, uh, me as a tabletop gamer, a war gamer, really appreciate the amount of different Star Wars games that exist right now. Um, there's an RPG game, there's a tabletop warfare game, there is a card game, a living card game, um, and one of the ones that I really love right now is the X-Wing tabletop game. Um, so for those of you who don't know, including Liz, uh, it's, uh, you have the different ships in the Star Wars universe, you know, 
X-Wings all the way up to some of the um, larger ships, the Tantive and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you have two different forces. You can either be rebels, Imperials, or kind of independent scum um, from the different genre, different time periods. Um, and you kind of fly them around the board and you shoot at each other and you blow them up. It's really, really uh, lots and lots of fun. Um, all pre-painted ships, um, which makes it a really kind of easy grab-and-go game. Um, I've really come to like that. Uh, it's been around for a while. It just got a new release um, maybe about a year ago. Uh, so it's a really, really great time to get into it. Uh, so that's one of my big things right now um, for tabletop. I think we talked about maybe doing an episode of the show where we played that. Mm-hmm. How many players do you need for it? Uh, for that, you only need two. So could you play with three? You could play with three. There's an even better one that you can play with three that I can talk about. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think one, one of our upcoming episodes should be just the three of us playing a game. Yeah, yeah I like we'll, that. We'll record it for the for the, the listeners out there. Um, so my first one is I'm actually – I need to order a new one of this. I am currently on my second Han Solo in Carbonite uh, phone case, but this one is chipping away very, very quickly. Um, I have had a Han Solo in Carbonite case for about a year and a half or two years now, and um, – Again, Empire is my favorite Star Wars film. That scene is that whole sequence between the between Han being frozen and then the Luke and Vader fight scene in the same area. That's my favorite Star Wars right there. So uh, I love that very much, and I love that it's it's a very subtle thing. Like I'll be out somewhere, and someone will say like, "Nice phone case," and you're like, you kind of give <laughs> them a, right. you give them a nice thumbs up or a fist or something. And you say, I, "You're you're 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 part of the team here. You you love Star Wars too." I was uh, I took my kids to a water park recently, which we might have talked about last time. Show was here, um, but I was wearing I have a T-shirt. It's a red T-shirt, and it has the Millennium Falcon uh, targeting computer on it, like what it looks like when it's shooting the Tie Fighters. And like three different employees at Great Wolf Lodge like, pointed at my shirt. <laughs> it was like you know, give me a thumbs up. So it is cool to have these like little things that aren't aren't super obvious as to what they are. And if somebody sees it, they're like, oh, good for you. You. You also like this nerdy shit that I like. Yeah. What's your second item, Liz? Um, I, I think I like the fact that my friends who either like Star Wars or casually like Star Wars recognize the fact that I do like Star Wars and sometimes buy me some gifts that are mm, yes. Star Wars related. I believe I've had more than one friend buy me a Princess Leia keychain. So now I've had a Princess Leia keychain for a number of years, which I enjoy. Just a little something to, you know, carry around. And again, every once in a while, if I have it out, someone will be like, hey, nice keychain. Like, oh, that's right. Little Star Wars. I like that. Yeah. Um, I, one of my other friends, Casey, got me like a little ray for my desk at work. So, I, you know, all those little things sometimes are just, I don't know, a nice reminder that your friends know you and what you like. I like that. Uh, I think what I like as well now, is your keychain um, a Lego minifig. It uh, is. Le- yes. Yes. See, that's what my next one is: is the Star Wars Legos. Star Wars Legos are kind of an amazing thing that came out just after I think I had outgrown it. Unfortunately, um, my friend Sharita, who I work with, she on her um, in her office, she has a bunch of the smaller ships. Um, that she put together. I would love to put something like that together someplace when I have some more room. Um, but the different Lego sets that Brian... Oh, 
Ryan just pulled out. There it is. That is what is this? It's falling apart, but that is uh, part of Octu, where Luke and Ray train. Oh, okay. Nice. So the, the sets, though, are so cool. They have such a variety of them now. Um, I know the, the big, you know, when I was in high school, they had the huge multi-hundred dollar um, Imperial Star Destroyers and Death Stars and things like that. But I always loved just the little ones with the minifigs. I remember I had a couple different, you know, Chewbacca and the Falcon. Oh, IG-88. Very cool. Yeah. Lots of really, really neat stuff that's come out with the Legos. Now, Legos are not cheap by any stretch of the imagination, um, but these kits are just so flavorful and pull from all the real edges of the franchise in a way that you don't get in other kind of toy franchises. I really love them. That's what Eileen had gotten me, just a little add-add walker to Lego one to put together, which I did. Yeah. Yeah. So you actually stole my, my next one, but I'm, I'm going to go specific, though. Last year, my daughter, Amelia, and I did the Lego Star Wars Advent Calendar. Oh. So every day you get a little different minifig, like sometimes oh. they're little ships. You know, uh, sometimes the last one, she, every day she's like, when are you going to get the snowman? Because there's a snowman on the box. Mm. Um, but there's, uh, so you get some, like, there's a, a TIE fighter pilot. Um, there's some, like, really random... Yeah, that's uh, from uh, The Force Awakens, like one of the gangs that, that Han... Uh, is it... Yeah. Uh, Culture Club? No. <laughs> uh, there's one of them is a club, one of them yeah. is a gang, yeah. But uh, IG-88, there's there's also those Lego, like there's a separate Lego Star Wars like, world, like a f- continuity unto itself called oh. the something... Um, oh, fuck, what's the name of that? It'll come to me as soon as we're done recording, I know there are it. There actually two. Oh, um, are there? There was... There was back in the day a Lego Clone Wars um, series that featured kind of Yoda heading up um, Lego clone troopers. Uh, yeah, and now the oh, was it the Brick Builders? I forget. But yeah, there's its own kind of mini world because the Lego franchise really took on a life of its own. I remember the Lego Star Wars video games are really the, the yeah really? fantastic so video games. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to borrow, I... I, I have yeah. no game system. Well, you can borrow the game system, okay. too, at this point. That's, <laughs> <laughs> but no, they're so fun. Um, because I, the Legos just capture the fun of the Star Wars universe in a way that kind of other pieces miss. The Freemaker Adventures. Freemaker. That's what it's cool. called. So, like, one of the figures is from that. But anyway, but so... I wouldn't... Yeah. <laughs> but so these... Uh, like every morning, my daughter would be like, "Daddy, I gotta wake up. We got we gotta open Aww. up the Star Wars, the Lego, the Advent Calendar." And so it's just it's so fun, and I love Legos and I love Star Wars. So this is, and I, there's a thing now where every Christmas I get for Amelia and I have to do together a, a Star Wars thing. So we have we've done a couple of we did a speeder, we did that Octu one. The problem is she likes to play with them and they break, and you know, but they're super fun. So yeah, that's definitely. And I recommend for anyone out there, whether you have children or not, the Lego Advent Calendar for Star Wars is dope. Mm. So, Liz, what is your final item? I think I'm going to talk about how for the past two years for Halloween, I've dressed up as different versions of Princess Leia. 
I, I used to be kind when I was a kid I obviously loved Halloween I think when I was a kid I wanted to be Wonder Woman frequently that was my my top level costume I had a Wonder Woman bathing suit but of course I'd wear my winter coat over it because you know it was <laughs> October in New Jersey um, and then as to, I to, uh, to stop the mental <laughs> images you want to pick out the two specific costumes you wore as Leia that's uh, to not have people film the gaps. Yes, not okay. Not slave Leia. <laughs> yeah, which is what everyone always asks. Yes, no, not 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 that Leia. There was a point in life where I feel like I thought Halloween was kind of, I guess, lame, and I was like, ugh, I'm not gonna dress up. And then someone I know had a Halloween party. Um, you, you you can't be part of my extended group of friends without <laughs> without getting into Halloween. That's sort of something that Evan and I have forced upon everyone. And at first, everyone kicks and screams, but eventually, people really begin to embrace the holiday. Yeah, and I you know I'm I'm older now, and I figured, what the hell? Like you know, I don't have to yeah, be cool it. anymore. I might as well enjoy myself. So um, yeah, so let's see. Two years ago, I dressed up as New Hope Princess Leia. Um, next year, let's see, Hoth Leia. The key really is the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enlist the help of my mom, which was uh, was key. But uh, yeah, that was that was memorable. When you were New Hope Leia, you didn't. That mm-hmm. wasn't all your hair, right? You no, had that it. was a wig. Right. Yes, but Hoth Leia, my mom did the crown braid. For I don't know me. if I ever saw a picture of that. I, I, you gotta show me a picture. Of I'll that. show you a picture. Yeah, that's, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, because I did not wear that here. Right. Uh, the, the yeah, theme. there there was a yeah. theme. Yes. Yeah. So so here's the real question: Is mm-hmm. will this year be a third Leia? Well, I'd like to continue and make it to. Um, Episode six, Leia, but I'm not sure yeah. which one to do. Leia on crate. Well, that's that's episode eight, Leia. Uh, no, you should do like hippie Ewok Leia. That's what I was thinking, but it's I a need hard to, to get identify. yeah. Then like I'd see you and be like, oh, that's Princess Leia. The other two people recognized right away. Um, you could do like um, like blowing up the shield generator on. Endor Leia, where like Poncho, uh, Poncho Leia, yeah. yeah, yeah. The key is the Poncho, which yeah. uh, I'd have to find because the only real three Leias you could, oh, mm. you go as bount as a fake bounty hunter Leia from the beginning of yes. Return of the Jedi. Mm, I could because if you don't do that, it's it's that slave Leia, hippie Leia, or Poncho Leia. Those are the four yeah. flavors of Leia in the. Return the Jedi. I don't think I can do Slave Leia to, to work. Not at school? Yeah, no, no not so. at school. Probably not. Or, you know, in public. Um, all right. This is something, yeah, I'll have to enlist some some help. I do have some friends in the 501st, so they have hookups to get ah. you some very expensive but high-quality gear if mm, you want. So, all right. Yeah, I yeah. will keep it in mind. That'd be nice. Um, for my third one, I'm going to go I'm gonna cheat the system a little bit and talk about the star wars thing that i want that i don't have um of the modern stuff so as i'm sure all of our listeners know they opened up the new star wars land in california they'll eventually open it up in florida um and there's a lot of very expensive very cool and some chintzy stuff um but what i really like that they have now is the um the jedi holocrons so they have Jedi holocrons that you can buy the different crystals that go into the swords. You can pop them in and they'll have different kind of sayings and things from the different characters in the series, depending upon what color crystal that you choose. So they have what green, blue, red, yellow, purple. I think those are all the colors they have. Um, 
And those for me, if I was going to have kind of a centerpiece something of Star Wars now, that's what I would want. I would want those different crystals in the Jedi holocron. That's my big kind of adult mat goal for my Star Wars stuff. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was thinking about going with this lightsaber that I was playing with before. I said my brother has a friend who works for Mattel or worked for Mattel rather. And one day I got a text from my brother that was like, what's the coolest lightsaber? And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, what's the coolest lightsaber? I was like, that's a complicated question, Mark. I was like, Darth, Darth Maul's is pretty cool, but he's lame. So whatever. And he was like, what's your favorite one, Brian? Just shut up. And I was like, I guess Obi-Wan's from A New Hope. And he's like, okay. And then for Christmas, my birthday that year, I got this. And like, a, Apparently, these are quite expensive, and I got it as a, at a discounted price. But I'm going to go with something else I have here, which is I have a Death Star ice... ice uh, mold so occasionally i will pour i will make one of these and pour some nice bourbon over it mm. and enjoy an adult beverage while a, uh, a death star is floating in my glass which is pretty fun uh yeah i uh, used to have i don't know what happened to it after i moved i lost it by the han solo and carbonite ice maker oh okay yeah mm-hmm. yeah i enjoyed that one as well yeah it, it's an it's a nice mm-hmm. it's a nice subtle thing and you want if you're drinking uh if you're drinking whiskey you ideally don't have ice in it at all but if you have it you want the widest possible surface area because it melts the slowest so it dilutes the whiskey the least mm. so this is actually a very efficient way to drink whiskey so for anyone out there who needs an excuse to uh drink more whiskey go out there and get these i think i have two of these actually it was like two for a dollar someplace so oh, it's a yeah. steal it is a steal yeah it's fun um, so I guess I actually do want to talk a little bit here about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, the Star Wars land Matt referenced. Um, you know, we've been joking about going on a trip there, the three of us, uh, which would be the best. But I'm really curious as to sort of what the long-term goal for it is. Like, do you guys see it as it's going to settle into, like, this is what's there? And it's going to stay that way for a while. Or is this going to, is every movie, are they going to be changing things? Like, how how permanent of a of an experience do you think this could or should be? Because I, I think there are certain things, like, you're always going to want to have a cantina there of some sort, right? You're always going to want to have, there's a Millennium Falcon ride. You're always going to want to have something like that. But there's the other stuff. Is it going to keep growing? Can they make Star Wars, like, its own theme park? Like, you know, where do you guys see this going? I imagine there would be, like you said, some sort of permanent fixtures in the area. Um, I would like it if they did different updates through different movies, maybe add small things in, even if they're just characters walking around. I guess that would be the easiest to do in terms of changing things. And I feel like, you know, with Disney, it might just be money you know if the new stuff brings in more people repeat visitors they'll do more things as well yeah i think i think once because right now they still haven't opened up i think there is a um one more ride to add into the park um but i think that's where it's going to sit at least structurally for a bit i think that's why it's kind of that one step removed from the storyline um but I would love to see it continue to grow. I mean, it's clearly what's bringing in a ton of excitement. And I don't think that excitement is necessarily going to die down um, to the point where you see all these alarmed message uh, stories about how the rest of Disney world is a uh, Disneyland is suffering due to the popularity of star Wars world. But I don't see any reason why 
it couldn't get its own theme park. Um, it really is kind of a major or major cultural driving force um, that could really stand on its own. I think I would love to see it continue to grow. I think it's really interesting because we've seen like Harry Potter has its own like sub area in Universal. And we've seen a couple of things like this before, but to me, this seems to have the most potential to grow. Yeah. There are so many planets, so many ships, so many experiences. I'm really fascinated to see how it's how it's going to take shape. So my goal for this podcast is in 2020, we get to that, we get to uh, we get there together. Yes, It'd be super fun. Mm-hmm. I'm into that. Yeah. Uh, any closing Star Wars stuff thoughts? No, I can't think of anything in terms of Star Wars stuff. Um, just whatever your niche is, there's a Star Wars version of it. So <laughs> just keep your eyes open, folks. Yeah, uh, I'm just going to throw out another plug for Star Wars Legos. So cool. Do that stuff, guys. Whether it's the video games or the, the Legos themselves, they're super fun. Go for it. Um, thanks for listening. As always, you can find us at multiversitycomics.com. You can, uh, we have an email address I haven't checked in a long time. So uh, it's uh, forceghostc, C number two C at gmail.com, I believe. Check our show notes. It's in the show notes on multiversitycomics.com. We'll start checking that better. We also have a hotline. I set up a Google Voice number. So if anybody wants to call in, uh, before the next show, we'll have a whole, like, how to get in touch with us section. We have a Twitter account we don't really use. So we'll we'll get all this stuff back up and running. I'm very excited to to sort of keep this Star Wars thing going. And I'm excited to see what new things we can do. I think playing an RPG is a super fun Mm -hmm. episode. If you have any ideas for episodes out there, hit us up. We would love to hear your suggestions. And remember, the Force will be with you, always.